Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. So glad you're here. I got my Over the Line t-shirt on. Got a little stain right here. I don't know what that's about. Hopefully you're listening to this and not watching, so I don't have to be self-conscious. But again, glad you're here. Off the top, make sure you comment and you like this video if you're watching on youtube or you're watching on rumble also make sure you're going to uh you're subscribing and all that stuff why is it sounds weird why are my headphones why do i not sound very loud Ooh, that's better yeah hey now i sound much better now uh happy one year pandemic anniversary everybody that's right Today, one year ago, they announced at the WHO and countries across the globe that COVID-19 was now classified as a global pandemic. It was the moment that upended your life, ruined so many others, and destroyed some families. And we're going to look a little bit into what happened a year ago today. Before we do that, let me mention my boys at Vapor Forge. You ain't been by there. You need to go. Vapor Forge is going to hook you up. All your vaping needs, all your uh, CBD needs, your Delta 8 needs, they got you covered. If you're looking to quit smoking or you're already a vapor, best selection, best prices. They've even got a program uh, and I think several businesses do this. It's called Clover. So it's a, an app you download on your phone. And every time you go into VaporForge, you build up points. And, and this is not one of those point systems where it takes forever to build up the points. These build up very quickly. And you get $5, $10, $20, off of uh, whatever you're buying. It's, it's a fantastic deal. That on top of their already great prices. Make sure you go see them. 4673 Highway 280 East in Birmingham right next to Bailey Brothers Music Company. You know where that is. If you don't and you need directions, well, first go online, you jabroni. You know how to find directions online. But if you need to talk to them, 205-874-9010. 874-9010 is their number. But you only got to do one thing and one thing only that's mentioned over the line that you heard it right here from Andrew McLean. No matter what you do, make sure you mention me and uh, thank him. Thank him for supporting this podcast and uh, keeping this thing going. It, it's really, it, it, and I don't know if I can stress this enough, but you know, we've talked time and time again about some of the inconsistencies with this podcast in the past just because life gets in the way. The guys at Vapor Forge, they keep me in line. <laughs> they deserve a lot of credit for the consistency of uh, of this show these days. I just love those guys to death. And and uh, I, I beg of you, if you're going to go to a vape shop, go to those guys. Nobody else. Nobody else. Yeah, you can shop somewhere else. Just make an effort to go to Vapor Forge. Do that for me. One year pandemic anniversary, y'all. Let's I tell you what, before we get too far into this, let's go back to that day. The day of what was that March eleventh, two thousand and twenty, where 
deep into a, a, an election season, right? When I say we're deep into it, we're in the primaries. We're all fascinated with how the election's going to turn out. We're really concentrating on the uh, the Democrat primaries because nobody was really running against Trump. There's a couple of guys, but they were losers and never stood a chance. You can even see, if you're watching, look in this corner of this uh, Fox News video. You can see it says, Awaiting Sanders Remarks. And, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because I'm trying to bring you back to a time when this was not a worry that... You heard stories about a, a new virus in China and this and that, but nobody, nobody really thought it was a big deal. And then this day came, and this is when it got serious. Here's a clip from Fox News as they get the word the WHO has officially declared this a global pandemic. All right, we have breaking news now. Let's get to it. It has to do with COVID-19. And the World Health Organization has just declared... Uh, a global uh, coronavirus. It is a pandemic at this point. Let's talk about what that means. The criteria of a pandemic describes the worldwide spread of a new disease, involves a new virus against which most people do not yet have any immunity. Virus can infect people easily and spreads person to person. We are seeing those things. It implies efforts to contain an outbreak in a region or uh, country have failed. A pandemic describes how widespread an illness is, not how necessarily lethal it is. The WHO has said it is tightening its criteria criteria for classifying an outbreak as a pandemic and is working on a new definition as it relates to coronavirus. Wow, that's um, that's eerie. And it seems like a lifetime ago that this all happened. But I remember specifically doing uber y'all know uber and lyft and i remember a scary amount of passengers in the back seat talking amongst themselves during this time not not even at that i'm talking about pre what you're seeing what you just saw from fox news weeks before and they're saying things like hey my cousin my cousin's in the in the military he's really high up and he's saying you need to stock up on food and pull all your money out of the bank because it's about to go down. Now, of course, nobody knew what go down was referring to, but multiple people were saying that. And at first I brush it off because I I hear crap every day, crazy stuff every single day. But I kept hearing this from people that had no relation and didn't know each other. And I thought, man... This, this might just be serious. Whatever it is, it's getting serious. And, and everybody had the same story. And, of course, when people are talking about that, that story starts to spread. And then these people are telling those people and those people. Next thing you know, everybody's talking about it. That something's about to go down and you need to start stocking up on food. And that's kind of when we started seeing the grocery store stuff and everything else. Um, but it had me thinking during that time. What was the purpose? There was something being told to, in that instance, I gave you people in the military where they knew those people would tell their family members back home because they want to protect their family members back home, and then that would start spreading. It was almost as if it was a proactive measure to get the general public ready for what's to come 
and I don't know, I don't necessarily mean that was a nefarious thing. It may have been, hey, we just don't want a complete and total freak out and people get blindsided or what. But it was bizarre that I was hearing that from so many people that did not know each other, that all had different stories, but the same subject matter. And, and, and it was all the same result of pull your money out of the bank, which there was no reason to ever pull your money out of the bank, but stock up on food, stock up on ammo, make sure your family's all in one spot, blah, blah, blah. It was scary. It was scary times. You remember the president when uh, uh, you, he had several press conferences leading up to this talking about how we've got so many cases in China, we've got this, that, and the other. This is when the president made his speech from the Oval Office after the WHO announced that this was officially a global pandemic. My fellow Americans, tonight I want to speak with you about our nation's unprecedented response to the coronavirus outbreak that started in China and is now spreading throughout the world. Today, the World Health Organization officially announced that this is a global pandemic. We have been in frequent contact with our allies, and we are marshalling the full power of the federal government and the private sector to protect the American people. This is the most aggressive and comprehensive effort to confront a foreign virus in modern history. I am confident that by counting and continuing to take these tough measures, we will significantly reduce the threat to our citizens, and we will ultimately and expeditiously defeat this virus. From the beginning of time, nations and people have faced unforeseen challenges, including large-scale and very dangerous health threats. This is the way it always was and always will be. It only matters how you respond, and we are responding with great speed and professionalism. Our team is the best anywhere in the world. At the very start of the outbreak, we instituted sweeping travel restrictions on China and put in place the first federally mandated quarantine in over 50 years. We declared a public health emergency and issued the highest level of travel warning on other countries. Anyway, this, this speech is like nine minutes long, so I'm not going to play the whole thing for you. But I'm just trying to take you back to that place this time last year. As it's starting to set in, there's major announcements coming from the president, coming from the nation's top disease experts and everything else. And, and the freak out has actually begun. It has really started ramping up. It was a scary time. No matter what you think about COVID right now, this time last year, we were all scared. And I don't know that that necessarily meant we're unified, but that was the closest that we have been to being unified as a society in a long time. Now, leading up to that, it was almost if Democrats either were aggressively dismissing this, this disease that... It would only make sense that it would make its way over here to the U.S. Or they were actively pushing people to, I don't know, to to get out in public and then cause this thing to spread more. I know I, I immediately go to the Democrats are doing the most nefarious things you can think of, but I can't help 
but think that because I can't understand. I can't wrap, wrap my mind around why people like Nancy Pelosi were doing things like this. You should come to Chinatown. Precautions have been taken by our city. Uh, we know that there is a concern about tourism traveling all throughout the world, uh, but we think it's very safe to be in Chinatown and hope that others will come. Now, if there's even a chance of this pandemic, why would you be doing that? Come to Chinatown. Really? Well, I have confidence in Dr. Fauci at the National Institutes of Health, who has some further confidence in uh, what we're doing. I do have concern that the president's budget cut 19% of the Center for Disease Control. I don't, and that's the agency that prevent uh, prevention. <laughs> Dr. Fauci's got this handled, but listen, we got to talk about Trump making cuts and taking away money from the federal government. Prevention, prevention, prevention. Uh, we want people to be concerned and vigilant. However, we don't want them to be afraid. Mm. Boy, that changed real quick, didn't it? We don't want you to be afraid. We want you to come out. We want you to get out of your house. We want you to come to Chinatown. Why would they do that? I'm just asking. Why would they do that? Nonetheless, that was the beginning days. And here we are a year later with some places, some states still shut down and mask mandates across the country in several states, including this one, Alabama. And what have we learned, I think is the question. Well, we've learned a lot. As for the virus itself, we've learned that whether you shut down your state, or opened your state, left your state wide open, we learned that there's not much of a difference in the result. There's spikes, there's peaks, and there's lows, valleys, whatever we call it, up and down until it starts leveling out as it is now in so many states. And in some cases, it ends up being worse when you close everything down because then people start to figure out ways around that and get out and don't follow your rules and they're they're more cautious about getting caught by the government than they are being cautious about leaving their home because they're sick nonetheless you look at the charts you look at the numbers there's not a huge difference the virus did what the virus wanted to do okay and don't give me the, well, Andrew, you called it a hoax. No, I didn't. I never called it a hoax. And honestly, I don't know anybody that called it a hoax. The hoax was the response to this thing. And I did say that, and I still say that. The Democrats' response to this was a hoax. It was a hoax because it was perpetrated for political reasons 100% not about saving lives you think if they you think if their response was to save lives they would have stuck covid positive patients in nursing homes no no we knew off the top that the elderly were being affected drastically more they were being hit drastically harder than anybody else yet the most liberal governors and mayors in the country 
We're sticking COVID-positive patients in nursing homes, some of which have a seat in Biden's cabinet right now, like the transgender dude out of Pennsylvania made the call to stick COVID patients in nursing homes. But before he, she did that, he, she pulled her own mom out of the nursing home, then made the call. Smart thinking. But the virus did what the virus wanted to do. No matter if everybody in your state's wearing a mask, no matter if they're locked down, no matter what. It did, it went, it infected who it wanted to infect. And there was nothing you could do about it. Absolutely nothing. I don't care how many, I don't care if you're double masking or you're triple masking. Masks don't work. They do not work. And I'll get into that in a minute. But let's look at the virus itself and where it came from. So early on, you heard the WHO announced the pandemic and they're saying, hey, we just got a handful of uh, cases in China, blah, blah, blah. And China's like, oh, yes, we only got a few cases. We got this under control. No problem. Came from bat seafood market. That was the narrative. And you dare not question that narrative, according to the WHO and our own media. You could not question where that came from. It was a natural thing, and it was the Chinese people just doing what they do, eating bats. It was just a big misunderstanding. It was an accident. Somebody wanted a bat sandwich. They ate it. It turned out it was burnt. It was rotten. Had a little COVID in it. And then the spread began. The only thing China said they were shocked about is the fact that it was human-to-human transmission. They figured you can eat a bat, and if it's got COVID, it's okay, because you still can't catch it. You can't go animal to human with the coronavirus. But it did. Then China finally had to admit, after they shut down all travel, shut down their entire the entire city of Wuhan, and after every other country on the planet had gotten confirmed cases, China had to admit, well, kind of admit, that it was a little worse than, than they originally thought. You think? It was just a little worse than they originally thought. But everything China has told you about COVID, where it came from, how it spread, how it got where it went, is a lie. And everything the media tells you about it is also a lie. Everything Joe Biden tells you about it is a lie. Why? Because they're just repeating the Communist Chinese Party's propaganda talking points. That's all they did. And that's what the WHO did. That's why it was so important for us under Trump to withdraw from the WHO. But guess what? Now we're back in it. The WHO doesn't work for the health and safety of the world. The WHO works for China. And if I've got time, I'll show you the connection and why it is a fact that the WHO works and covers for China. They've been doing it all along. That's why they won't admit the, the evidence that we now have that this thing didn't come from a wet market, a seafood market. 
It came from a virology lab in Wuhan, a lab that we, the U.S., have been funding with billions of dollars over the years. Barack Obama threw tons of money at this virus research lab in Wuhan. And COVID-19 was created in that lab. There have been whistleblowers who are now disappeared or dead that have said, I was there, I was involved with it, we created that thing. Now, if that person, that whistleblower is just making stuff up and telling a lie, why kill them? Why make them disappear? Why arrest their families when they flee to other countries? If they're not telling the truth, just come out and say, oh, that's not a lie. We got the evidence to show you that's a lie. But they don't. They just kill them. Which is kind of China's thing, but whatever. They blew the whistle. They said this thing was made in a lab. Provided the evidence. (laughs) An astounding amount of evidence. And said China knew about this thing well before they said anything about the first case. Doctors and researchers at that lab were coming down with a sickness, a flu-like sickness, left and right. The first guy that blew the whistle on it caught it and ultimately died. I'm sure he got outstanding health care during that time. But it was created in a lab. Now you ask yourself... Since it was created in a lab, was it innocent research to genetically put this this coronavirus together to maybe use it to combat certain coronavirus? Or was it created for a more nefarious purpose? China's not taking billions of dollars from the U.S. and researching things in a lab to benefit the U.S. Nothing they do is going to benefit the U.S. Nothing. Nothing in their psyche says, let's help the U.S. No, it doesn't. Whatsoever. Never will, never is. So what was the reason for allowing it to go the way it did? Because if you've created this thing in the lab... You now know your doctors are getting sick. Why did you not immediately put a stop to it and never let it out of that lab? But instead they allowed it to spread like wildfire through their country, allow travel to continue, and then thus spread all over the world. Could it be that they wanted to hurt other world economies? Of course it is. They're looking to take the number one spot from the U.S. of A. Economically, um, with uh, uh, militarily, in every category, they want to be number one. They want to be the shot callers of the globe. And what better way to do it than completely wreck their economy? With a virus, you created with their own money. It's genius. It's absolutely genius. But then you have 
an entire political party over here not only repeating the propaganda talking points from China, but deciding that they have themselves a political tool of a lifetime in their hands. And whether they were involved, and I'm, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm not saying this is what it was, whether they were involved with it from the get-go, so they could use it in the way they did, or it just fell in their lap and they thought, this is a great idea, this is a great way to make sure Donald Trump doesn't get reelected. They, in fact, used it for their own benefit. Again, I can't explain why Nancy Pelosi's in Chinatown just a week before we announced it's a pandemic, telling people to come to Chinatown. Why does she do that? Unless she wanted to see this virus turn out to be a lot worse than it had to be. Was it just him? Or was it just her? Was de Blasio? Was liberal governors and um, Congress people, senators all across the country telling people, don't worry, don't be scared. Everybody just come on out. Now contrast that with the way they act now, the way they've acted over the past 10, 11 months. It's polar opposites. Because once it got kicked into high gear, that is when they were able to use it as a political tool. Again, I know it's a stretch to say the left was in on it, knew the pandemic was coming, and had plans to use it to win back the White House, continue to keep the House of Representatives and ultimately win the Senate, which is exactly what they did. Even though it's a stretch, I can't help but go back to multiple statements by Dr. Anthony Fauci in 2017, 2018, and even 2019 about how a pandemic is coming. We need to prepare because there's a pandemic coming, okay? Now, according to the Chinese propaganda, COVID didn't start until December of 2019 in Wuhan. So, much less in the U.S. In Wuhan, China claims, hey, that's when homeboy ate the bat and started the whole coronavirus thing. But for some reason, in the fall, months before, Dr. Fauci is doing interviews talking about how we have a pandemic that's on its way and that his institute is working hard to make sure they can combat something like that. Malaria, tuberculosis, HIV, these are things that are there. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I aspirationally hope to be able to encounter is the ability to rapidly respond to something brand new, whether it's a brand new pandemic or, as you mentioned, a brand new attack upon us deliberately by bioterror. That's where we have a ways to go. But An attack on us deliberately. But we have a ways to go, so... If it were to happen right now, we wouldn't really 
be ready and we would be in a uh we'd be in a mess we'd be in a big old mess and that's the fall of 2019 and this right here is a speech he made in 2017 making an auditorium full of people aware that during the trump administration we're probably going to have a surprise outbreak listen to this Given, as you heard from the introduction, that I have been around for a while and have had the opportunity and, and the privilege and the pleasure of serving in five administrations, um, I thought I would bring that perspective to the topic today is the issue of pandemic uh, preparedness. And if there's one message that I want to leave with you today based on my experience, and you'll see that in a moment, is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. And I hope by the end of my relatively short presentation, you will understand why. So we will have a surprise outbreak. Now, tell me this. If you didn't know that it was coming, again, Fauci in 2017, if you did not know it was coming, that would be a surprise. That would be a surprise outbreak, right? It popped up out of nowhere after a due date of bat. Surprise! But if you know it's coming, how can that be a surprise? It's not a surprise. You knew about it. So what's the deal? I've been hammered 20 ways till Sunday over the COVID issue because of my stance on it. And not even over this theory, but just mask and everything else and how I think it's ridiculous the way we responded to it as a whole, as a country. But I feel like I continue to get hit in the face with more evidence that shows Fauci, who we know is a corrupt person, who we know is making bukus and bukus of money off of this coronavirus and the vaccine. I can't help but think he sure seems like he knows something. He sure seems like he knows we got something really bad just right around the corner. Fauci and a, a, a group of other doctors actually got a patent on COVID. This is one of the more interesting points. Now, follow me here. They got a patent on COVID. So anything COVID-related or whatever, whatever, however the patent laws work, right? They own that. Somebody else can't come in without their permission and start dealing with COVID or fighting it with a vaccine or anything like that. Now, under patent laws, you can patent almost anything, but you cannot patent nature. You can't patent tornadoes. You can't patent uh, a blizzard. You know, just things to do with nature. You cannot patent them. You cannot patent trees. 
But for some reason, they were able to patent COVID. Now, if COVID is what we're told it is, that is nature. Nature provided COVID through a bat in a Wuhan wet market. So where's the disconnect here? Where's the disconnect? Back to my point about things wanting to, uh, Democrats wanting this thing to spread like wildfire. That just equals more money. All right? Why do you think Fauci keeps coming out and say, well, we might not be back to normal until 2022? Because it's a money-making machine right now. And you want it to go on as long as possible. Just the image of large numbers of people walking around in public wearing masks is making him money because it keeps people freaked out. And whether you know it or not, in the back of your mind, every time you see somebody in a mask, you're reminded there's something out there that could kill me. Even though that's always been the case, whether it's a car wreck, a heart attack, or whatever. But it gets in your psyche, right? The mask thing has been pushed so hard, and I think it's for multiple reasons. One of those reasons that they push the mask thing so far is in fact not because it works and prevents spread of COVID-19. It doesn't. doesn't help whatsoever. I mean, it may help some individuals, but as a society, as a country, it does not help for the public to all wear masks. And it never did. Heck, I, the last time I caught COVID, I caught it from somebody wearing a mask. They don't work. They do not work. And you know how I know they don't work? Not because I caught COVID from my ex-wife, who I've been trying to socially distance from for four years now, and I still caught it. I know they don't work because of this little ditty right here. United States. People should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask, and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. Yeah. <laughs> masks don't work. They do not work. Dr. Fauci said it himself. What more evidence do you need? If the guy that's been preaching to you about COVID all this time says masks don't work, what else do you need? People have invested in it to become this big debate. It's literally caused people to end relationships, end friendships, families to be at each other's throat. 
because of the mask stuff. And it doesn't even work. Was that part of it as well? Hey, that's a handy tool. We know how America is. They'll start fighting over this and we got more division on our hands. That's perfect. It's what Democrats want. They want division. The only way they can keep power is to continue to keep this country divided. Those are the reasons they're so adamant about these masks. And other doctors have spoken out against this and said that the masks don't work. They don't work. They just—they don't. They're not preventing coronavirus. And even if I gave you the benefit of a doubt and said, okay, it helps some, the general public wearing mask does not and only makes it worse. You keep all that bacteria trapped up, which really hurts yourself. But if you do have COVID, you're tugging, you're pulling, you're adjusting, you're touching your face, you're scratching, you're touching a can of beans on the shelf at the store and then going on to the next thing. Then somebody else comes and touches the the can of beans and then COVID is spread. But the winner of the mass debate, you know who that really is. China because as we freaked out and most of you have probably bought multiple face masks you got stylish ones you get them from the gas station or whatever when you open that mask up and pull it out it's got a little tag and on that tag on that little card that comes with it is a bunch of Chinese writing because it's made in China it's even got most of them have a stamp. It's a red circle with a red star in the middle of it. Ironic, I know. China. There's there's no way to tell how much money China's made just off selling stupid Americans' masks. China's a big winner. And China's a big winner because their, their economy... As uh, uh, grew faster than ours because they got to open up, open back up earlier. They had a head start. They knew what was going on, but they waited months to tell us. Because I'll tell you this right now, the pandemic, the the COVID nineteen, didn't start in December of two thousand nineteen. It was well before that. I would venture to say it, the spring of twenty nineteen. There was a a study done, uh, uh, an an analysis. They took a handful of blood samples from the Red Cross. Blood samples that were taken in the summer of 2019. And from different states. Oregon, uh, California, Texas, New York, North Carolina. Just, you know, I'm just throwing examples. I don't know the actual states. But it was different states that don't have anything to do with each other. And 15 to 30% of those blood samples tested positive for COVID-19. That blood was taken out of the body in the summer of 2019. So how did the blood samples get COVID? Because China told us that COVID didn't start till December. 
The bat was not eaten until December of 2019. You, my friend, on this one-year anniversary of a global pandemic, have been lied to over and over and over about this disease. You've been lied to by Dr. Fauci. You've been lied to by Democrats. You've been lied to by China. And you've been lied to by the WHO, which is a puppet for China. And what has it done? It's caused emotional issues, depression, suicidal thoughts, suicide in itself, and what may be irreversible damage to our children. Even the older kids. Think about the kids who their whole life they've been waiting for their senior year of high school. Yet their senior year turned out to be the year of the COVID. And most of the time they spent it in their room on a laptop. Think about how it affects those high school kids who are very emotionally vulnerable already. The risk was not worth the reward. We inflicted much more damage, much more damage than was worth it. We could have taken a different approach, but instead we doubled the problem. We made it much, much worse. All because of these people. People like Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci who bragged on China for being so transparent and really helping us out with this stuff. They screwed us over. Did they do it on purpose? Was it an accident? Was it incompetence? I don't know. Seems deliberate to me, but what do I know? I'm just a podcast guy. But as we move through this thing, vaccines start going out. Democrats have the president they want that was elected by a virus. They can now start dialing it back. Fauci's made his money. Democrats have won all uh, all three arms of the government. And we got a vaccine. So the vaccine is playing a small role, I would say, in the recovery of this. And if it weren't for Donald Trump, we would not have a vaccine right now because... Fauci could have made a lot more money if he could have stretched the vaccine out a little longer. We're also reaching herd immunity, which means a majority of the population has contracted it, now has the antibodies, and can fight the disease off when it enters their body. President Trump was hammered. Hammered for suggesting that herd immunity might be something to look at, might be the way to go. 
He was basically called a murderer and attempting to murder people. Simply because he said, let's try herd immunity. And now that's exactly what we're looking at. From the mask to the false numbers, the false number of COVID deaths, to the false infection numbers, to the lies and to the deceit that we have been fed over the past year. We cannot let this happen again. It was all about winning an election. You want to talk about election interference? You've got the biggest case of election interference in human history right in front of you. Nothing will ever top that. Foreign influence, you got it. You think China was wanting to defeat Joe Biden in the presidential race? No. Not just China, but many other countries. Russia. No matter what they said about Donald Trump colluding with other countries, no other country wanted Donald Trump as president because Donald Trump was going to keep the U.S. number one and call in the shots. They all wanted him gone. And they came up with a genius master plan. So here we are. We'll see what the rest of this year holds. And uh, watch the clock. See how long it takes for the virus to disappear since we've got creepy Uncle Joe in office. Also, we've got to give him credit for that. Don't forget. That's it for today's episode. Join us tomorrow if you're watching this on March 11th, 2021. Join us tomorrow. Likely you're watching this on Friday. So if you are, Friday night, March 12th, 2021. Friday Night Live with Andrew and Trish. We'll be here hanging out with you guys. Make sure you set an alarm and you invite your friends to come hang out with us. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about our conspiracy show from earlier in the week. And we'll talk about many more things. So, Make sure you come hang out with us. Like, subscribe, comment, do all the things to help this show keep moving forward. Until next time, see you, cool.